What's up, everybody? Episode... 28. Not episode three this time. No. We're actually going to go with 28, yeah. the real number. Episode 28. Common Ground Football Podcast. We're on our well on our way to 50. Well on our way to 50. We'll break that mark at some point. I think we're also this well on our season. way to getting started with football season. Oh, my God. It's almost here. This is uh, what's like week, what, two of, pre- of camp, and we got our first preseason games coming up for yep. both of our teams. Yep. So we're going to talk about those. We're going to preview those games because there's, you know, the, the matchups and there's so much, you know, to talk so about. much to talk about and all that good stuff. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about what's going on in camp, any new injuries. Of course, I'll give you an Earl Thomas update, even though I don't want to talk about Earl Thomas. And me, uh, me either. Yeah. <laughs> there's somebody new I want to talk about. There is somebody new you want to talk about, but we'll get there. We'll, we'll get there. But uh, Earl will come up and uh, it's going to be a great show. Hopefully. Hopefully. Welcome to the Common Ground Football Podcast. Here are your hosts, Brian McLaughlin and Andrew Guzman. What's up, everybody? Coming to you live from the uh, historic Wenatchee Hotel building. I wanted to tell people. You cool with that? Apparently. You all right with that? I'm cool with that. All right, cool. Um, it's hot in here. It is. It is. Uh, it's warm in here. And what's sad is it's cooler outside. But it was 106 today. It was 106, and we're looking at a good old. Well, the day you're hearing this, it's going to be probably 109, 110. Oh God! And then it's going to cool down to 100 on Friday, and then 80 on Saturday. That is going to be sweater weather. That'll be nice. Yeah. Pull out the long johns, long johns, <laughs> and the, the sweatpants. <laughs> Uh, it's definitely, it was this way last week too. It is not quite football weather. No. But preseason game tomorrow, you guys are playing Niners. Yep. Oh, Jimmy Graps? No. I, da- gonna- I doubt we'll see him. If we do, we'll probably see him for uh, one pass and two handoffs. First of all, it. first of all, he's Jimmy Graps. Okay. So, and, and sorry, Dennis. I misspoke last week. Yes, he <laughs> did. Beat, like, he did beat Bortles. You like that correction? You and then actually, I, I looked that up after the episode and was like, oh, "Damn it, <laughs> that's okay." <laughs> you know that he took great pride in calling you out. Like it was probably the highlight of his day. That's fine. So uh, Blake freaking Bortles is still awesome. Just means people are paying attention. Yes, it does. And Jimmy Graps is still awesome. So there's that. Uh, all right. So I'm Brian. I'm a Seahawks fan. I'm Andrew. I'm a Cowboys fan. You are? If you didn't know. Yeah. Well, we got new listeners. I'm just going to keep reminding them. Okay. You know, eventually people will understand our voices. They'll know who we are. Hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anything going on in, uh, this is probably end up being kind of a quick quick episode because really there's, I mean, what happened in camp this week besides, I mean, was there anything big going on? Um, Luckily, no injuries. Lucky bastard. Yeah. No, no, no injuries there on the. You know, they've been lucky so far. A lot of other teams haven't. And I, if you followed me on Twitter, I've brought it up a couple times, but this is why players want to be signed and they want to be secured because I mean, maybe we said it last year, but I don't remember this many ACLs being torn on from starters. I think we've seen that trend. We, I think we, I think we did see it last year and the year before that, but this year is even worse. But it was last mm-hmm. year; it was worse than the year before. We're yep. starting to see that more and more. 
you're it's and and there may not be as many big names. I mean, uh, the year before last, you know, it was like Edelman, right? And last year it was Jordy Nelson. So I, I don't I don't know, but anyways, uh, for the Cowboys, no no big injuries there. Um, but some good stuff coming from the position group that a lot of people are just going to write off and don't think or don't think are going to be worth a lick this year. And that's the wide receivers. Um, so on Sunday, Dallas had their annual, their blue white scr- scrimmage, um, which is basically as yes, explain. Cause I have no idea what that is. Basically it's as full speed as they're going to get as far as, uh, practicing, you know, first team offense, first team defense in pads, um, in pads, Helmets. You know, it's full full contact. Refs are there. You know, all that Ooh. business. Um, uh, but watching watching the wide receivers work, um, specifically the ones who you don't think are going to be the big time wide receivers. Cole Beasley being one of them. But he's so Cole Beasley's always been just the slot guy. You know, he's he's super quick. He's you know he's he's a little undersized. You know, five five eight or so. Um, but one of the hardest players to guard and uh with the new wide receivers coach they're moving beasley all over the place and um but watching him play on the outside and get down the field and take the top off the defense i mean it's it's pretty i mean it's fun to watch fun to watch and it's exciting to kind of see how the season's going to go but Tavon austin's been jumping off the page i think i saw speaking of i mean of beasley when I was kind of cruising through earlier today trying to get some show prep done between my, you know, real job and how freaking we, hot it was. We've got real jobs. We yes. do have real jobs. Um, I saw something about how Beasley is like he, he wants to be the guy. Mm-hmm. He wants to be the man. And yep. so he, he, the, his presence in camp and what he's shown so far is impressing everybody. Oh, yeah. And he, I mean, he had a career year in 2016 last year. It wasn't just him. Every, all the wide receivers tied in. You know, everybody had a down year, but he had a, a down year last year. And I think he's ready to rebound. Um, quick fun story in case you didn't know all. I'm sure you don't know, but. Um, the hell is that supposed to mean? You, well, you're about to find out. So, oh, I'm so excited. So when Beasley was a rookie out of um, SMU, he uh, actually during the first training camp, he, he quit. He wanted to. He didn't want to play football anymore. Easily did. Uh huh. And um, so they gave him a day to you know just kind of soak it, soak soak it all in, think about it, that kind of thing. And he he showed up uh, maybe the next day or the day after, and has you know had a pretty critical role ever since. So almost quit. Good thing he didn't. No, because you're going to need him this year. No, no, he's he's definitely going to take. Uh, Take the lead in that wide receiver room, but like I said, no Tavon Austin. Watching him, he's just he's been making plays left and right, um, as well as rookie Michael Gallup. So I'm I'm excited to see what these wide receivers put out this year, and I think they're going to surprise a lot of people. Is it some safe to say that maybe you won't miss us? Personally, as a fan, for me, well, I mean, for yeah. me, I'll I'll miss seeing Des. Um, but it it's exciting because, and I mentioned it last week, with Witten and Des there, you kind of knew what the game plan was, and you kind of knew what what kind of plays were going to go their way. With this crop of guys, you have no idea what's. I mean, we have no idea what the passing game is going to look like. So, 
there's a lot of excitement, you know, a little bit of, I could, you know, I can see some people's hesitance, but I mean, me, I'm, I'm excited for it. But of course we know that the passing game anyway is secondary in your offense really when it comes to right. what your plan of attack is going to be. Exactly. But knowing that you actually have some guys that can make plays is, is a big deal mm-hmm. because uh, your offense needs to, I don't know if it's take the next step. Is that, I mean, you know what I mean by that? Like not necessarily to say they haven't been good, but you had a, you had a great offensive line year last year, not as much. And most especially teams like mine, we've been jealous of your offensive line. And, and so last year being kind of a down year compared to the first and yet, and that could have literally been because of the games that he didn't play. Elliot didn't play, right? Like, well, I mean, yeah, he was a big part of that. You know, offense not looking the same, right? Elliot being gone, but no. Once Tyron Smith goes goes down, the, the I mean, the line crumbles, and that's where it starts, right? Okay, and it's unfortunate that it's it. You know, it happens that way. We don't have we at least last year we didn't have that good reliable swing tackle. I mean, Chaz Green just got eight. You mean ate alive or eaten alive in uh, Atlanta? Um so this year, you know, Tyron has said he's had the best offseason he's had in years. His back's not bothering him. Um, with the competition that they brought in with um, with Martin and Fleming and um, with, you know, Green is still there and he's he's trying to get, you know, his guy. But he's probably just trying to get his confidence back. But I think having those, uh, those options at swing tackle is really going to help going into this year. Because last year it really was. It was only Green and that was that was about it. But as far as the offense taking the taking the next step forward, um, I don't I don't know if that would be the right if that'd be the right term. Well, I mean, maybe what if what if it was just your quarterback in general? I go down just to if, just him. Yeah, if you just go down just to Dak, I, I, on the same boat. I would I would want to see him take that next step and be um, be more of exactly how he was his rookie season. And, but now with having that experience, um, and he actually, he came out and said, you know, last year I, I did a lot of things that I was, I was thinking too much and I was trying to do, trying to do too much, which, I mean, you hear this from everybody goes through this, these, you know, these phases of, of, uh, you know, rookie to second year to third year, that kind of thing. Um, I think, I think he's going to be just fine. People are being loud. <laughs> it happens. We're now at the Wenatchee Hotel. We're not the. It's not actually. It's a not hotel. actually a hotel, but it was a hotel, and and now it's not. But it's fun. But yeah, no, I'm definitely definitely excited just overall to see how the offense with the new wide receivers coach, um, new offensive line coach. I'm really really excited to see you know what happens this year. I also saw today that an, it was a couple stories below the story about. Beasley mm-hmm. was, and you mentioned it in the last episode how excited you were for Chris Richard. And there was another story, and I think it was on ESPN. I think yes, it was on ESPN's website. I know you love them, so totally. <laughs> no, you're on there all the time. But it talked about how um, how much energy he's bringing to camp with that group that he's coaching. How the dude's out there like literally he's out there getting tackled and he had a pick the other day and he so he and and the how he's trying to 
and they and they they went as far as to say is that he's trying to invent another legion of boom and first of all um get your own damn name second of all it's cool to see and like, like we talked about before I, I don't have anything against the guy i just thought he was a bad defensive coordinator mm-hmm. he wasn't ready for that position and down the road for dallas he might absolutely be ready for that position he could very well be could, <laughs> fro- you know leapfrogging no, just no. d's defensive coordinator and going right to head coach oh so, you know, well, you, that's I mean, that's a tease people. You, you never know god that'd be crazy there's there i mean everything coming from all the the dallas writers and just everybody everybody who so covers all the, the writers team, are just just everybody who talks about chris richard i mean just love everything that he's doing and just everything about him that he's he's putting out so i mean we'll see once the season starts and and how this year goes you know okay was it was it oops we were way wrong or it was like oh you know he's you know he's building something here he's got something so well, you're two weeks into camp and he's already like you just said if all the writers are getting excited about what he's doing it's showing up on espn.com i read about it that's a good sign. It's it's and it's cool because, like I said, I don't have anything against the guy, and I hope he does well down there, for sure. Um, but it's great to see that he, I mean, landed right on his feet think, right away. I think and he, just boom. I, I think he landed in the perfect position. Yes, I mean, especially with with Dallas, they had you know they've got these young corners and drafted more this year, so they had that you know that that starting point, and in comes Richard. So I think he landed in the perfect spot, and it's. I know everyone's not going to say it, but I mean, it's the Cowboys. Gross. So <laughs> if somebody's calling and saying, "Hey, you want to come uh, coach for the Cowboys?" I'm pretty sure most people are going to say, or they're going to jump at that opportunity, especially with seeing how they didn't, you know, 2016. Right. So you know, you have Dak, and you have and Zeke. well, yeah, and knowing that Zeke is back, yep, isn't going anywhere. Yep, you got a healthy line. It's going to be, if everything goes right, it's obviously going to be much closer to the 2016 team than, mm-hmm. than it was to last year. Yep. So, yeah. And, and, if, you're, and you're not passing. I mean, America's team, whatever, shut up. But Yeah. <laughs> but you're right. Who's passing on that? Right. And if we go back to, and actually, I would, with Dak now being, you know, he's a veteran now. Um, year, I, I mean, year three. Yeah, year three. I would say, probably, you know, not 2016. I would say 2014 when... Uh, um, Murray led the league in rushing with 1,800 yards, and Dez had Demarco. Dez had I don't know 14, 15 TDs. Um, I mean that offense was scary. Yeah, that was a good offense. Um, just didn't have the defense to you know come through in those those close games. But um, no, like I said, when I was watching the the blue and white the blue and white scrimmage, um, the secondary plays with a totally different attitude that I haven't seen in quite a long time probably not probably not since uh mike zimmer was the defensive coordinator i mean the secondary and the secondary is rubbing off on the linebackers and they're rubbing off on the defensive line and that whole defense in general is just they look different and they all are playing with a a different kind of attitude so i'm that's the big thing i'm looking forward to these um maybe not tomorrow's preseason game or today's preseason game if you're listening to this um if Everyone's listening. Everyone's listening. <laughs> um, but that that dress rehearsal game, and then obviously the first game against Carolina, I'm, the defense is what I'm going to be most excited to watch. So I'm trying to look it up here so I don't actually 
Oh, there you go. So I noticed you tweeted this or you were retweeting and, and commenting as you did it. Someone uh, uh, mentioned a trade for uh, Aaron Donald would cement Cowboys defense for years. <laughs> <laughs> and you and you said it's definitely fun to imagine talking about your defense needing to be like or hopefully being like that much better this year. And I just that clicked in my head that I remember seeing that today. I think if Don, if if and this is we're all we're just we're this just is all hypothetical. We're just, just imagining. We're just dreaming here, peeps. <laughs> um, if somehow Donald was to be a member of the Cowboys, um, that's a top four defense. Yeah, that's I mean instantly that's a top four defense. Yeah, but and <laughs> since we're just imagining, it's our show. We can do whatever we, we want. We do whatever we want. We're going to venture out here. So I'll pose a question to you. If you had the choice between getting Aaron Donald or Cleo Mack, because there's reports out of Oakland that he could be traded because yep. he's holding I saw out. that. If you had to cho- choose between Aaron Donald or Cleo Mack, who are you taking? That is... Uh... <laughs> I think I'm still taking Donald. Oh, yeah. Games are not worth, to take anything away. No, Cleo Mack is a I he's mean, a, he's a beast. He's a but I don't I don't even have words to describe just, him. <laughs> he's a fantastic player. But the games are won with the lines. Yep. So bring me Aaron Donald all day long. I I, I agree. But good. I mean, God, can you imagine? We're in our dreamland right now. Yeah, we are I had like our, a little little the the dreamland music I, I, playing for. Not for Earl Thomas, but for Aaron Donald, I could see giving a first round and a third round pick. But you wouldn't have done that for Earl? No. Poor Earl. No, I mean, he's a great player, but the value is in the defensive tackle, especially one as disruptive as he is. Well, and that's the thing is is the you're 100% correct. Defensive line in general, your your, your ends, your tackles, like being able to create pressure and get to the quarterback people when you look at like when the seahawks want that's the year they won the super bowl and they had the you know one of the best defenses ever in the nfl and then you look a couple years down the road and you go god their interception numbers are down mm-hmm. uh just their turnover numbers in general every it's down what, what what's going on there and then you look at how many times they actually got pressure on the yep. quarterback yep that's what created all the turnovers in 2013 and 2014. It was the pressure. So having that good defensive line is as is, is cool as it is to, to know you have a dude out there in the outfield. Yeah, I'm going to use a baseball term. <laughs> Even though you know you have a dude out there, it's not as, as good as knowing you've got people that – because if, if you're going to create pressure on the quarterback and the quarterback's going to make a mistake, whoever you have out there at safety is going to be able to capitalize on the mistake. Yep. So you're right, 100%. I hate when you're right. Give me Aaron Donald. I agree. But back to reality. <laughs> and um, we're back. And we're back. But um, so to follow up on the question, the original question, sorry. Was there the, a question? Yeah, there was. Uh, you were asking about standouts and, oh, yeah. and disappointments, all that business. Um, so Tavon Austin, he's jumping all over the page or jumping out of the page. Um, disappointments. I, I don't really want to sound like I'm being harsh on the guy. I mean, he's a rookie. But um, just not, I'm not seeing, I haven't been seeing a whole lot from first round pick Leighton Vander Esch. Oh, my boy Vander Esch? I mean, he's, he's been doing, he's been, he's, where he struggles is 
stopping the run. And once he gets, you know, a guard or a pulling guard or a tackle on him, he's, he has a hard time kind of fighting them off. Um, he's been, he's been doing well in, you know, pass coverage and all of that, but I think he's, he, he just needs to work on, um, on the, um, on his run stop. I think he's going to be just fine, but I mean, as far as a week two camp kind of disappointment, yeah, I could see that being kind of your pretty big disappointment considering that's your first round pick. Now, do I think he'll be a bust? Absolutely not. I think he'll be, I think he'll be just fine. That's just, just what the eyes are telling me right now. The eye test is important, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It really is. And you didn't have any injury news, so you're just a lucky bastard. I hate you. So, since there's this big emphasis on injury news, what was there a, a Seahawk injury? Well, nothing new. Just the I mean, Baldwin's still out with the knee. With the knee, but you found you found out this week in in talking with Pete Carroll, I, and I talked to him all the time. I know. I don't know if you knew that. I know. Yeah, we're we're buddies. Um, Can you tell Pete to get us a fan? <laughs> it is. It is warm in here. Uh, yeah. And when it only gets down to like 75 as your low overnight, doesn't help. Doesn't help. Uh, okay, so Pete, the people have been asking, of course, is, is Baldwin going to be ready for week one? It sounds like he is. Sounds like very likely he's going to be ready for week one. But the, the uh-oh is, is Deion Jordan, defensive end. Yep. Uh, it, he, it does not look like he is going to be able to be ready for the beginning of the regular season. So, um, that sucks, but like you said, injuries, well, they're part of the sport and they happen and there seems to be a lot. Um, but I think back to last year and the year before that, and it, there was a lot then too. It just, whenever it gets your team, it hurts. Cause yeah, just, no, it sucks. You're, you're excited and you're hoping, especially with Jordan. Like I was really looking forward to seeing him out there and, and, and doing what he does. So, um, for him to be hurt and, and not going to make it back for week one, just, well, it just sucks. That's what it does. So any other major injuries or anything going on? Unless I'm like totally unaware, I'm going to be, don't be mad at me, Seahawk fans, but I have been super busy and because it's preseason, I, uh, I pay attention. I have my Twitter going and I get an alerts and, and the Seahawks do, I don't know if they have a special name for it or anything, but the Seahawks do the same type of scrimmage where it's, you know, first team offense, first team defense. Yep. And that was a fun day to be on Twitter and just like watching because you had, obviously you had a, a great turnout there. And, and then you have the media guys that are literally just tweeting nonstop about the whole thing. And you're having like, Russell Wilson just throws a touchdown, and then Russell Wilson just gets picked off, and then. It's so, I, I, speaking of that, I don't, I don't understand where this. There's a narrative out there that Dak has not thrown any touchdowns in training camp. Okay. What? Oh my god! And this is and well, and, and people are actually reacting to this like, "See, told you, Dak." It's awful, training blah, blah, blah. camp. It's training camp, and there's scrimmages. Well, but also the the. The main point is that's completely untrue. But even if it was true, who cares? I, I just when those kinds of narratives get put out there, and you know, with social media, people, you know, people react, people spread it out, and that, that kind of stuff just drives me crazy. But anyway, sorry. <laughs> 
Uh, that is once again, the age of good old social media and how quickly something that may not even be true like that, uh, gets spread around like wildfire and, mm-hmm. uh, it, it just, it's not true. So, and again, who cares? Correct. If he goes through the whole preseason and maybe doesn't throw one. Then again, you can have just a little concern, but it's also the preseason. I, I and again, who cares? Again, he'll he'll be just fine. Oh yeah. And for those of you who have been paying attention, Dak has never been a just you know God in practice. He's always been. He's always had his struggles and everything in practice, and then when the game starts, he's you know he's a good good quarterback. So chill out. It's okay. <laughs> Everybody, calm down. Okay. A couple things out of Seahawks camp uh, that I've been watching and paying attention to. Um, the battle at running back is uh, it's funny because remember a couple weeks ago and I my bold prediction was Penny wasn't going to be the that starter. Penny or well either one Penny or Carson either neither one of them was going to be the starter and I'm already wrong. So there's that. <laughs> and <then laughs> I'm already stupid for even saying that. I was just looking for something bold. It was a bold it, it prediction. It was bold. It was bold. You threw yourself out there. And it's probably going to be 100% wrong. Uh, but um, the when, when they talk to Pete, he's that battle. He's super pumped up for. Mm-hmm. And what's crazy is you would think, oh, well, maybe Penny is like, that's who he's super pumped up for. No. Chris Carson apparently is having... I mean, I'm not over at camp, but this is based on what Pete Carroll has said and what other people are seeing. But Chris Carson is having an amazing camp. That's what I've seen. And oh, you've been watching? Yep. You, really? Yeah. I hate you. I have not had any time. I feel like a terrible fan. <laughs> I just literally have not had any time. When the season gets going, they'll look out. Look Watch out. out. <laughs> but he's having a great camp. Came in bigger. He's stronger. He's looking great. I mean, he just... So to me... Both of them are going to get plenty of touches. Both of them. Yeah. Uh, but it just makes your weapons, because we're, we're so weak at wide receiver right now. Even with Doug playing, how healthy is he going to be? Is he going to start week one at 100%? No, he's not. So, and he doesn't, and, you know, he won't, yeah, he won't be 100%, but he doesn't seem the kind of player that, oh, I got a little bruise. I'm, I'm setting this one out. He, he's, he's the type of player that, oh, he'll play. play through things. Yeah. He'll yeah. play, no, he'll play no matter what. He's angry, Doug. That's what he does. But, who else you got? You got Tyler Lockett, who who's looked. He even said that last season, coming off of his injury last year, he he only played the whole season at seventy eight percent. So now he's back to one hundred percent. So we're hoping that we see more of two years ago, Lockett. Yep, and and not so much last year. So, um, but in their scrimmages, they've been doing not just the running, but the catching balls out of the backfield, running actual plays. These guys are getting involved in. Um, Penny seems to be actually like picking up, um, protections and, and, you know, keeping Russell safe, yep. which is <laughs> going to be a key thing this season for sure. Well, and that's one of the most important things with the running back is, you know, yeah. Okay. You can obviously run the ball, but can we keep you on the field th- for third down? So as long as Penny improves in that area, I mean, he'll be just fine. But also even if Carson is the starter, um, you've got to have. You've got to have, you know, someone to spell them. Well, hundred percent. So I, I, and you always will have that, you know, one of them's going to, you know, who's your third down back. And, and yep. it, it, like I said, they'll both get plenty of touches. And to me, 
I, I'd almost rather, you know, a lot of teams are doing the platoon thing at running back because not it's so hard to get the talent out of one guy like like your team has. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Marshawn was another one of those where you don't need a platoon. You got Marshawn freaking Lynch. Yeah, he's not coming off the field. But now, and so many teams do it, you've got a guy that'll do first and second down, and then you got your guy that'll do third down. Or even you just you have certain plays that are for certain guys, and it's not my favorite style of running. I like having that one guy, but at the same time, knowing that I've got two guys that are there that are both having that are I mean both are really really good. Yeah, that's better than having just a couple of mediocre dudes. Yep, but which is literally what we've had since Marshawn left. Well, and unfortunately, a bunch of mediocre dudes. Well, and unfortunately, your offensive line is below mediocre. Well, you know, so. that's true. <laughs> However, now that's going to be one of the things that they're going to be watching in preseason game number one, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But, um, and that's the other thing that came out of camp Saturday during the scrimmage. A Fetty had, uh, and he's one of the ones oh, that's that, right. Yeah. He's one of the ones that we needed to see a gigantic improvement out of. And he had, a, and penalties is one of his biggest problems. Mm-hmm. He's not great at his job anyway. <laughs> But penalties is one of his issues. He's a holder. He's a big holder. And he had a penalty, and Pete Carroll yanked him off the field, and he was done. And all of a sudden, for the next couple of days, he's practicing with the sex string. Yep. Like, hey. And in his press conference, he literally said, I mean, it was almost like he was getting, t- he was t- getting tired of it. And that leash now on, on Jermaine Effetti is super, super tight, super short. And it, by Monday, it sounds like, I think it was Monday. Yeah, Monday he was back playing with first team again. Because with sec, he hadn't committed a penalty since, so they let him back. <laughs> so they they're like giving him a shot, but they're. I mean, he he has to. Sh- basically, what it, what has happened there is they have let it be known that he has to be better at the penalties, or he's going to lose his job. Yep. Whereas in last year, they just let it happen mainly because they didn't have anybody worth a crap to take his place. But this year, they're. I mean that's got to be the improvement and so far hearing in camp it's it's been better that's that's definitely what i'll be watching um as far as seattle goes in the the last couple of preseason games and then obviously as the season goes um i still think that's obviously their biggest weakness obviously it's ugly i mean by far <laughs> so we'll I maybe mean, we'll see what happens they they did bring back jr sweezy uh one year one and a half million it's his signing bonus is hundred thousand dollar signing bonus is the only guaranteed money in that whole deal <laughs> the rest of it is all incentive based and bringing him back is nice because you have someone that's been here knows pete carroll knows what they're trying to do even with a new offensive coordinator like still knows a little bit more than some of these other guys do and so his presence on the team will be a big deal and he's a big dude yeah. so kind of excited for that and then um and that i mean at worst it's depth yes which is something you absolutely need on your team my arm is asleep <laughs> having to hold the mics today um and then uh just real quick i something else i saw um because the big story out of the draft was you know shaquem griffin yep so you know shaquem is a that's the big story everyone's looking for it. we talked about the interception he had last week which is fantastic yep and and he's been doing that and so they they talked to uh bobby wagner and they asked him about griffin like how's he doing and and bobby literally flat out said this is this is his quote he's standing out to me all the people doubted him because he doesn't have a hand he's a great player he's flying around making plays he picked off russ 
He's batting down passes, making sacks. And he's not the only one that's coming out and saying how impressed they are with how he's doing. And I'm really happy to hear that because I was kind of nervous about how he was going to do. Didn't, didn't, never once did I not think he was going to do well, but I felt like if, if there was pressure on a player, it was him. And I think he's had pressure probably his whole life. Oh, yeah. So, so, and I bet you he didn't feel any of it. I'm yeah. sure he was fine. Oh, yeah. But it's so cool to see. And that's one of the, I'm definitely excited to watch him this year. Oh, he's going to be uh, that. I'm right with you. It's going to be, he's going to be so much fun to watch and and see where he does and i'm interested to see where they where he ends up on the team like you know his actual position he's been playing kind of all over the place mm-hmm. and and just kind of see where they're growing i mean they're still trying to figure out i i see i see him more as a weak side linebacker yep. yeah um in the safety game and of course i got to give an earl thomas update um he is in texas and not in renton and <laughs> <laughs> he's actually in austin texas he is austin he was at, uh, he is a Longhorn, isn't he? Yeah. he? yeah, so he was with his alma mater. He's down there, you know, hanging out with uh, a bunch of Texas Longhorns today. <laughs> and uh, you think he purposely makes sure that he's seen out? No. I, th- I, no, because today, I mean, we just saw pictures of Brett Favre hanging out with Farva. With, with, uh, I was calling him Brett Favre. Was he, he, was he with Memphis? Favre. I, he was with some college. I don't know where okay, he was. Okay, but first of all, Brett Favre is, <laughs> <laughs> he's not exactly in playing shape anymore. Uh, you'd be surprised. Earl, no, well, I mean, I'm sure Brett could tell you he would, well, he'd play today. <laughs> Brett. He, uh, hey, Mary. <laughs> but Earl is, uh, he's still under a contract and, and should be playing. You're correct. So, as part of me actually believes that the he's actually like not that he's like ubering the cameras but i think that the no making the, sure that a picture is taken no i don't i no i'm sorry i'm gonna cut you off there go I, ahead and I, do I, it. it it's the media the media's like holy crap earl thomas is here let's take pictures and we're gonna blow this out everywhere even though Dallas, you know, the Cowboys organization isn't even there. They're all in California. Okay, well, no, so you're thinking that, no, no, no. See, that's where you're, so, well, I see what you're saying. <laughs> I, I, had, I, I don't think it has anything to do with Dallas. Literally nothing to do with Dallas. No, it doesn't. But I do think that in it, whether he's in Texas or he's working out, he has actually, and if you pay attention to uh, his social media, he has been making sure that people know how in shape he is how good he looks throughout this whole entire thing. Not saying that he's like making phone calls saying, Hey, I'm going to be with the Texas Longhorns today. Bring your people down and take pictures. But knowing that you're going to go out there and people are going to take pictures. And it took two seconds for that to get all over. And everyone was like, Ooh, look that line. I just said about how he's in Texas and not in Renton. I saw I'm like the 400th person to say it that exact same way because <laughs> on Twitter, that's how everyone put it. Oh, look, he's down in Texas, not in Renton. So Rent, there's Renton sucks. Well, I don't blame him. <laughs> sucks right now. So, uh, but the, uh, the Earl update is there really is no update. He, he is still uh, holding out. He has not been in camp and everyone, if you're a Seahawks fan, you know, this, um, he's not, uh, he did, come out and release that post basically that was, was the post was the article he put in the players tribune yep yep great article actually and it and and i did finally read it but it it i'm still so conflicted with it i 100 get his side and i 100 get the seahawks side and, yep. it, and it and it actually 
makes it horrible for me because I don't know where I'm supposed to be. I like that the Seahawks are standing their ground and I understand why Earl wants his money because like you said at the very beginning of this this episode, this is why players want their money. Yep. Because in they want to be secured. They want to be secure because they can get hurt in training camp and it's over. Yep. So I 100% get it. However, I feel the way he is going about it, it isn't helping his case. It's actually hurting him. The Seahawks continue to hold all the leverage. And in the end, we're going to get to about week nine because in week 10, his contract actually tolls. So he has to play or he's screwed. So by about, he's either going to make, he's either going to literally hold out the first half of the season and by about week eight or nine, he's going to come back and play just so his contract doesn't toll or he's going to get smart and finally just show up to freaking camp and then maybe they'll talk extension, but they're not going to do it until he shows up. So we're getting close. We'll see. We will see. So there's no, there's nothing really new except for I still have strong feelings about the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, other than that, I, I am more than excited for actual foosball. Foosball. Did you watch any of the Hall of Fame game? Yep. I watched two minutes. I watched it. and <laughs> The whole thing? Uh, I watched about three quarters of it. Oh, cool. Um, it was nice to – I literally turned it on, and I was like, oh. Football. Football. Because, <laughs> you know, yep. we, we've discussed how I'm a baseball guy at heart, and, and my team no, it was good. is it, collapsed. Yeah, no, it was good so to see. So it was good to see. It was good to see some football, but also – reminded me just how um it just reminded me how crazy it was seeing Dak come out as a rookie against LA when LA opened the Coliseum again um and was literally perfect and watching how he went down the field and then it did it again the following week and then again the third week when I was there over in Seattle when he took over after Romo got hurt oh, marched him right down the field oh, but weird. yeah but anyways <laughs> so, but watching watching Lamar Jackson, because that was what everybody right. was excited about, and he didn't look. I mean, he looked. He didn't like look like he didn't really know what he was doing. He didn't look confident, and so seeing that, you know, first round pick compared to how Dak's rookie preseason went. Well, and and Lamar. I mean, the big question when he was drafted is Flacco, right? Like Flacco, Flacco is you know what's going on there because that's your starter mm-hmm. or is it yep so you, or or is it rg3 yeah so you wanted to see and 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 it's like i said i only watched two minutes of it but i know the next day and we've talked about how i listen to sports radio all day long but all anybody ever wanted to talk about the whole day was rg3 and lamar jackson mm-hmm. and you said exactly what they said he almost looked like he had no idea what he was actually doing and that's not really what you want to see out of your hopeful future uh, future quarterback. Well, well, I you know, and I will say, obviously, coaching can have a part in that. Oh, absolutely. Well. Some of it is some of it though is just being a player, just playing football. But right, the coaching staff has a hand in that. And so, I mean, it, it, it was his first preseason game. I'm not going to be hard on the guy, but it just there was like a good. Oh, you should cut him right now. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. First, you just bust. failed. What? <laughs> Absolute bust. No, I. It just it was a good reminder just how how crazy of a rookie season that uh dak had but anyways not just bring it all back to dallas <laughs> i i uh you so tomorrow you guys are are you at san francisco yes dallas will be at levi stadium 
Jeans Stadium. Levi Strauss. <laughs> um, so, I mean, it's the first preseason game. It's not... The third one is my favorite because you see more of your starters. You usually see the starters for you know about a quarter or so. and then In the first one? Yeah. No, no, no. No, in the third one? In the dress rehearsal. Yeah. So, the first... I mean, I like it because we're going to get our first taste of our team's actually playing football yep that we haven't seen since december well this is these first couple games is where you're going to see if you have depth if you have depth right now so that's that's always what i'm excited about uh is there anything i mean you're so you're looking forward to being able to see if you got the depth there is there anything else in the game that you're that you personally will be really looking for while you're watching anything so obviously the rookies will be playing. So I want to see how Van Der Esch does, but also I'm I'm really interested to see how um, Dorrance Armstrong looks because he's been making some noise out of camp. Him uh, edge rusher. Um, I mean he's going to be playing a lot, so we'll we'll see. And there's some other names that have been coming out as far as the defensive line goes. So I, just the young players and these unnamed guys on the defense is what I'm most looking forward to see. You know, we'll see a little bit of the wide receivers. I'm not, I'm not sure how much, um, but yeah, the, the I'm all in on the defense this year. That's who I want to see. Pinky's out. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm right there with you. Uh, defense is actually more what I'm interested in seeing from my team. I I know that the offensive line and and all that's a big deal. I get it. However. Where did I have the most turnover on my team this year? Defense. Uh, the Colts have already said, you know, I I get to see Captain Andrew Luck. Yeah. So that's pretty exciting. Back throwing a football again. The pigskin. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so, but it's his first live game action in what feels like two years forever. So they've already come out and said they're going to play a very basic offense. Not going to try and do anything special. They just want to get into rhythm and see how it goes. Yep. That being said, that's a perfect opportunity for the Seahawks defense to, again, find their rhythm with a bunch of new guys. I want to see how the safeties are doing because obviously you don't have Cam, you don't got Earl. I want to see how that plays out. I want to see the second, like the secondary minus Richard Sherman, what it looks like. Does Griffin, I mean, is he obviously made... Shaquille. Yep. Has, you can't sorry, just say That's Griffin. right, you can't anymore. I want to see if he's obviously taken another step forward. I think, I think he had a good, a, a really good rookie year, and he, he knows that he has to step up and be the, the man. Yeah. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing that. And then I want to see, like we just talked about, I want to see pressure on the quarterback. Yep. And most importantly, you also hit it on the head, the depth. One of the best things about the Seahawks defense when they won the Super Bowl was how much depth they had. And it was talked about all the time. What made the defense so great? It didn't matter who was on the field. One guy could come in, another guy. I mean, it didn't matter who the name was. They all were great. Yep. So I want to see what kind of depth, and that's what you're going to be able to see that first game. So um, no, we're not going to do any game picks because who cares? Cowboys. (laughs) Uh, Seahawks. (laughs) So uh, it's at CenturyLink. So... um, and you know what? It's actually what's 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 funny is if you look on the other side, I am very interested in watching Andrew Luck. 
because depending on how long he's out there, he, I mean, he will, and I, they're going to put, he won't be out there forever, but they are going to put him out there. He needs to play. And, but he also needs to, his arm is still, you know, whatever, the, but I want to see like, he's like you said, two years. <laughs> I was going to say, well, the other, the other thing that, well, something reminded me, but the, the other player I'm wanting to see all preseason long is Dan Bailey. Ooh. Because you know he had the injury last year, yep. and was kind of a little shaky. I mean, he was still good, but definitely wasn't automatic. Preseason practice, what it doesn't matter. A kick is a kick, and he's been. I mean, he's had a couple misses in in uh, training camp, whatever. But I want to see how he does the, during this preseason. And he needs. I mean, give him all the kicks. Don't don't give it to, you know, a guy that's just brought in for depth or anybody. Give him everything. Let's see. Let's see how Bailey is. I. I I think he's going to be just fine, um, but we definitely need to see it. More common ground right here. Kickers. Weird. Um, but, yeah, kickers. And that's that hasn't – maybe I missed it, but I haven't seen a bunch of that brought up this week out of camp, um, except for that Dixon is still an unbelievable punter. <laughs> and But on the, on, on the, the field goal kicking side, um, I'm not even sure – I, I guess I want to see everybody because we don't know who the starter is going to be. We just don't know or who's going to make the team. So um, is it going to be Janikowski? I want to see if he's still got it. 44. He's old. 40, 44, 45. <laughs> but Vinatieri has basically shown us that doesn't matter. Yeah. So. Um, well, Brady for that matter too. He, does he kick the ball? <laughs> no, he does not. He does not. He does everything else. <laughs> He can't catch the ball. Heyo. Oh, heyo. Heyo. Oh, he almost had it. <laughs> got to be quicker than that. He's got Giselle, though. You know what? He does, and she makes a lot more money than he does. So, moving anyway, on. moving on. So, yeah. So we finally get football. That'll be exciting. I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna figure out a way to watch your game. And uh, actually, is yours national? Yep. Oh well, then there you go. So I'll be watching it. So I'll actually have some insight into it'll be on a seven into your team. Yes, seven o'clock. I'll be NFL uh, Network, and I'll I don't be, know if it'll be on. I'll be else. shirtless with uh, <laughs> ice all over me because it's going to be hot, hot, hot tamale. All right, so I made the mistake of unfortunately not posting a reminder that we needed questions up until the last minute, but we did get some. So, well, and you remember you also got to talk about last week's question. I, we did have some from last week's. Didn't yep. we? Do you remember what it was? No, I got to look it up. I'll go on the Twitter box and I'll look it up. Which account was that under? I don't remember. I don't know. I don't know, man. Sorry for the noise. Yeah, that's unbelievable. I can't believe you do that. It's rude. Common Ground Football Podcast. Can I ask you real quick, because I don't think we talked about this while I search. Go for it. T.O. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, I didn't even ask the question. So, you know, like you thought it yeah. was... Oh yeah, I thought it was. Did I you it was great. did you have a problem with him not being at the ceremony? How did you feel about how he did it? I mean, instead of being at the ceremony with everybody else, he did his own thing. Wouldn't have expected anything less. We'll put it that way. Okay. He that's who he is. That's how he's been. And um, I mean the whole the whole thing and the speech he gave. I mean, I I thought it was. I mean, it was. It's technically. I mean, it is his moment. It is his thing. He put in the blood, sweat, tears. He put in the work, and and now he's you know finally being voted in the Hall of Fame. 
So I think he just just let them let them do what they're going to do. Yeah, and and you very very well may start seeing more of this kind of thing happen. It may start an absolute trend. Yeah. So and if, I, and if it's not completely, if it's not just completely separate like his, then you know you'll probably see them attending the Hall of Fame ceremony and then holding their own kind of big one. I mean, you never know. But I, I did watch the, uh, you know, his speech and everything, and I, I thought it was great. I, I completely agree. I actually had part of me when they first announced that I was going to do. I was like, Ugh, really, Tio? Like, this is what you're going to do? But then you get down to thinking about why he did it, and I, I take his side because as, as much of a pain in the butt as he was for his antics and everything else he did on the field, his numbers he's a he, he's speak a, for he's themselves. A, he's a Hall of Fame. He's a, literally Hall of Fame a Hall of Famer now, <laughs> literally. But he should have been already. He kind of got screwed. Yeah, and that's the only point he was making. And when you really think about it, I'm like, you know what? It actually it wouldn't be a to without him doing exactly what he did. Right. And so I was fine with it. Yeah. In the end. All right. So and then after that, he went and uh, tried out for the Saskatchewan. That's right. He did. <laughs> he went, went and worked out for the S- Saskatchewan team. <laughs> oh, T.O. Oh, T.O. Yeah. Uh, Mark Neveldine dined in Dean. The question is, what? Who's are, the question for? Well, it's basically for me. So, you oh, know. okay. But maybe you have an answer because okay. you're more football knowledgeable than me. Okay. Ask away. I know they throw the ball and they score points. <laughs> Uh, what are the Seahawks going to do to about their uh, pass rush? And we kind of talked about this a little bit. You know what they're going to do? Hopefully improve it. Hopefully improve it. Um, I, from from my perspective, I hope Frank Clark takes that next step. One hundred percent agree. And you know what? I think he's going to because I think that he he's an animal. I re- I really liked him and wanted him, but it, it didn't happen. Sorry, buddy. That's okay. He um, he he. he, he <laughs> I I 100% agree. I want to see him. He did. He he was great last year. Mm-hmm. This year he needs to be even greater. And with everything that's happened on that defense, you still got Bobby. You still got KJ. You got Frank. Yep. Like those guys need to be ridiculous. Well, Ill and also now um, inject that new blood in there. Now yep. you have Shaquem Griffin. Yep. I. Especially playing as a weak weak side linebacker, I, I why wouldn't they put him in on pass rush yep. uh, packages? He's obviously got the speed, um. So that's I mean that's a that's it, a new weapon right there. It's it's a hard question to answer because we haven't again we we haven't seen him first preseason games tomorrow. And, so we and you have a new defensive coordinator exactly. So we have a new scheme. Everything is new, so it's hard to answer it and say, well, they're gonna do this. I think by the time we get through the second preseason game, I'll be able to say, hey, it looks like what their plan is, is they're going to do X. So, but he's right on in that it needs to be improved. And we talked about that already in this episode. So that's cool. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate you listening. Thank you. And all right. So I threw it on the uh, book of face today on my way here. (laughs) Um. We got we got a couple things. Uh, Erica, we literally just talked about. So, what do you think will end up happening with Earl's contract? Let's just do quick predictions because we'll just we've talked about Earl already. 
But in the end, what does your gut tell you will happen with Earl Thomas? My gut tells me that an unnamed team is going to swoop in and just bring him in. Because and someone, trade for him. Somebody's going to get hurt and a team's going to need him. And get desperate yep. and give Seattle what they want. Yep. If not, it'll be close to what they want. And it won't be the teams that we've already... No. No. Yeah, I think it'll, it'll be, be somebody else. It'll be like the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. <laughs> uh, That's Eric, what my gut says. I don't think he's going to remain with Seattle. I, I don't... Yeah. My gut tells me that he he stays with Seattle for now. He ends up playing because he has no choice. Because I think that the Hawks, what they want for him is just so high. The asking price is so high that unless what well, you just said, somebody gets hurt and they have to, mm-hmm. I just don't see somebody making the trade for him. But if you were to ask me, does he get the extension he wants and is he a Seahawk next year? I would say no. Nope. 100%. Uh, Doug, big tasty. <laughs> uh What's your question? <laughs> this is a great one. This is great. Why are they called referees, but also line judges? But in the in baseball, they're just called umpires. <laughs> well, the line judge is just as a specific referee. Yeah. It's just a weird question. And Doug is a weird guy. Okay. So <laughs> I figured that he would ask that kind of question well you got line judges you got back judges you got the umpire you have the head official and really doug if you think about oh, i'm it, sorry there is no there is no umpire yeah if you think There's about lead it, official you do have you know of home you know you have crew chief you got first base umpire you got you know there's yeah. more than one so they're all zebras they're all <laughs> and we hate them all don't we <laughs> yes um especially chris richard <laughs> So he he really he had, he caught a pick, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He he lined up and that is awesome. And picked off. Uh, I think he picked off uh, either Mike White or Cooper Rush, one of the two. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, some girl named Chelsea. I don't know who she is. I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. She have red hair. Uh, in her picture, it's whew, it's bright red. Holy okay. crap! All right. Um, so you know her maybe. What are you most excited for this upcoming season? A question for both. Thank you for clarifying who the question was for, Chelsea. I appreciate that. Uh, what are you most excited for this upcoming season? I am most excited to see Jalen Smith at one hundred percent and flying around like he did at Notre Dame. Ooh. That's what I'm. That's what I'm most excited about this season. And just he's one of those guys that if you watch all of his, if you watch any of his, not all of his, if you watch any of his interviews, watch him practice or watch him play from his Notre Dame days or even some of last year, just when you just, just watch him. He's so hard. He's one of those guys that's so hard not to like. And he's one of those guys that it doesn't matter what's going on. It doesn't matter what the situation is, whatever. He's always positive about it. And that was the first thing, um, that was the first thing that I, I noticed from him when you listen to um, you know the draft call, listen to that, and then listen to his interviews. You know, people saying like, you know, are you even going to play? Most people knew he wasn't going to be playing that first year, but he never ever said, "No, I'm not playing." It was always, um, you know, there's a plan. You know, I'm hoping and just and just 
I don't know. It's one of those. It's just one of those people. When you watch him, you can see that, and you're like, yeah, want to root for that guy. So, anyways, he's back to being 100, percent and the some of the stuff coming out of camp is he's flying all over, and he's got his speed back and his lateral ability, and he's not wearing the brace for his drop foot. But um, going into 2018, Jalen Smith, who I'm, that's what I'm most excited to see. Are uh, you, Brian? Ah, <laughs> uh, that is a tough tough call actually because there's so many things that because <laughs> there's if only uh i'm gonna sidetrack real quick we're gonna start um filming some of these recordings and so if you want why i'm laughing um andrew is experimenting with uh different microphone um arrangements i would say is the right word and um, we're in a new space we're in a new space and it's uh we're it's there's some growing pains uh anyway so uh, I, I guess i mean i could sit <laughs> you're an asshole i <laughs> was that a, is that a nice key a nice brandy you got there yeah. <laughs> uh i could say that it, i you know oh i want to see if it's uh if it's the, you know if the running game improves i want to see penny i want to see like russell wilson and mm-hmm. and that and uh, all that's going to be great. Just football in general being back, I'm excited for that. But really, I'm most excited because there's something about the kicking game <laughs> that I freaking love, which is why I really hope they never get rid of the kickoff because I love the kickoff. That's probably my favorite touchdown is when kick return. The kick return for t- I just I love it. And maybe I'm weird, but it's fun. No, I want to no. see when you, when you watch when you watch a you know a highlight where you see the whole field yep. and you watch all the blocks line up and you see just that perfect lane yep. and the and the runner hits it. It's no. the one time I actually like that stupid camera in the the sky view camera because if you get right behind the kick returner and you see what they see, yeah. No. With that, I want <laughs> Michael Dixon, Arnie. Well. Could be our new punter. Ryan still got a shot. And if it ends up being John Ryan, I'm fine with that. He's been great. However, you don't draft a punter for them not to be your punter. Right. Because otherwise you just waste a draft pick. So I'm most excited to actually see the the punt game because let's be honest, if 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 the offensive line doesn't improve, we're gonna be punting a lot. Yep. <laughs> and and yep. that and you gotta be able to to make that, that's a weapon yeah you gotta actually be able to have a weapon there and and use that to your advantage so i'm really excited to see be, watching him just absolutely destroy kicks 60 yards easy just gone just that's exactly the sound it makes just <laughs> i i know that's a weird thing to be excited about but i'm 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 pumped to see what happens hey, in special teams everybody's different everybody has i'm a weird dude it's okay it's it is okay you and know what it's our show and it's getting late you okay? You want to talk about it? All right. So, uh, thanks for your questions. As always, keep uh, them coming. Keep them coming, and I'll do a better job of maybe not doing it now before we record. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're gonna do the same thing we did last last week. Uh, just ask you to share with your friends and write reviews. Get us reviews. I didn't even check. Maybe we got reviews. I have no idea. I didn't even look. I didn't check. I didn't check either. If you did, thank you. Thank you so much. If you didn't, uh, please go do that. That'd be great. Um, right on iTunes, you just click the little thing. Give us however many stars you want to give us and and um and then give us a nice little review 
Um, next week, we'll actually run through the games, what we saw, what we liked, what we didn't like, and talk about the next games coming up. And training camp rolls on. We're not going to get into social media because you know where we're at. And if you don't, just search Common Ground Football Podcast and you'll find us everywhere. Nice. You like that? Yeah, I like that. All right. That everywhere. Everywhere. You good? Anything else you want to add? I'm good. All right. Well, thanks for listening. And until next week, go Hawks. Go Cowboys. (laughs) 